that is Jess. Hey guys. And Nicole. Hello. And tonight we are doing The Little Things. The Little Things 2021 film. Uh, and it is available on HBO Max. And it is also in theaters, if theaters happen to be open by you. I had started seeing trailers for this uh, a couple weeks ago. Um... I, I had my own predetermined what I thought this was going to, how, how I thought I was going to enjoy this, and I'll talk about that more in spoilers, but did you guys hear anything about it going in, or it just showed up on HBO Max and I told you to watch it? I actually knew about it a week ago, only because oh, okay. randomly, uh, Ian and I were talking about Denzel Washington movies, and I just googled Denzel Washington, and I was like, hey look, he's making a new one, and that was it. <laughs> did you realize it was the one we were doing? No, it was even before you assigned it to me. Oh, okay. Nicole, did you know anything? Um, the only thing that I saw, some people were talking about it on my Facebook feed, so I didn't know about it. I think maybe we saw a, a preview for it for another HBO movie we were watching or something like that, um, but that's all that I really knew about it. So here is the plot of The Little Things. Kern County Deputy Sheriff Joe Deacon is sent to Los Angeles for what should have been a quick evidence-gathering assignment. Instead, he becomes embroiled in the search for a serial killer who is terrorizing the city. So if that sounds interesting to you, it is available on HBO Max and in theaters if they're open by you. So go check it out if you have any interest, uh, you know, crime thriller. Uh, but we're going to spoil it here, so last chance before we do that. We write things here at Films with the Women in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. Uh, first things first, and I didn't know this going in, it took us a few minutes, Nicole and I, to figure out this is set in 1990, so that is why everything looks the way it does. Uh, it took us a while I think to it be took like, you oh. a while to figure that out. I was pre- pretty quick to figure that out when he rolled up in Los Angeles and all the cars looked the same. <laughs> okay all right fine it took me a little while but yeah but you pointed it out and i was like oh i think yeah you're this doesn't take him modern day i didn't know when it took place exactly but before we actually start with joe deke uh deacon uh we start in uh, with a girl getting stalked on the highway by uh, another driver uh she's able to escape when she pulls over a gas station thing there's a little chase thing that happens but she gets away then we cut to deke who is uh Denzel Washington's character. He's a deputy sheriff, uh, so he's kind of like a, a lower-ranking guy for someone who it sounds like used to have a really promising career. He's an older guy, and he's in this uh, just county sheriff's office, so uh, a lot of his former buddies kind of point, you know, you, you get the idea that he was going places and then something happened. Uh, he gets a pretty mundane assignment to go and do some, like, evidence sign-out thing in... Uh, LA and he runs into Rami Malek's character Jim Baxter and he is a Los Angeles de- uh, detective uh, and he is on the case to find the serial killer the one that we get the little preview of in the beginning uh, and through a couple of happenstance meets and some uh, quick tension built between these two they actually start working together to try and figure out this case and we learn more about deke's background and why he is so invested in this case and he is very uh, uh, per, uh what's what's the right word his methods he goes pretty far in a couple places to to try to uh, find his find his killer um and the they eventually find a lead suspect and that is jared leto's character albert sparma 
And it is becomes like a cat and mouse game between Deke and Jim Baxter to try to f- prove that Sparma is the guy. Because you look at him, the way he acts, he, he fits the profile, but they got to try to... gross. Yeah, they got to try to, but they got to try to fit it to him. So it's a cat and mouse game between these two cops and this creepy, gross guy played by Jared Leto. So enough of a starting point there. Nicole, what do you think of this plot? Um, So this is actually the type of movie that I'm really interested in watching. Um, I know there's a lot of genres that we've done that I'm like, I fucking hate watching this type of movie. This particular type is something that I'm interested in. I like true crime and I like um, movies that could be bait that seem like they could be based off of a true story. So I really enjoyed this um, plot. It's just, I like the setting you know, we were kind of going back and forth. We didn't know if it was like the 80s or what, but I liked that it was, it looked pretty true to the time period without being like corny, you know? And yeah, I mean? it wasn't obnoxiously 1990. Like it was, yeah. 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 So I liked that a lot. Um, I think that the characters that they have and the personalities that they have really highlight how interesting this is to me. Um, there's a couple flaws that I've, thought of after the fact you know thinking about um some of the details of the movie that we can kind of talk about as we go through but altogether, i think that it was an interesting watch and it kind of just you know kept me on the edge of my seat a little bit to see if we were going to get to the end you know the bottom of this uh i think i'm gonna give it I, i'll give it a 3.5 okay good starting point what do you think jess um, going into this movie, just with the title, The Little Things, I thought it was going to be something melodramatic and really deep or sentimental, but it's just like your average detective movie, which is nothing like yeah. that. I, I think <laughs> at, at one point, Denzel Washington said, like, it's the little things, maybe. And I, it wasn't even anything that he repeated. It's just, I don't know why it's called this because it's, the title does not fit the movie. I don't think at the all. The little things get you caught. That's the that's his whole thing. Is uh, the little things will get you caught in you're in a web of lies, which we figure out he he is he is a pretty big secret he's keeping. I guess I don't know. I would I would choose a different <laughs> name. I, I'd argue this is this needs a different name. <laughs> um, I that's thought not, it not was like the title. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was your average good movie. And what I was most excited about is if this is a movie where I would be in the theater, I'd watch the trailer, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I want to see this, this looks good. And then I'd see it, and I'd be like, okay, yeah, I saw, I'm glad I saw it, because it was good. And I feel like I have not had a movie experience like that in 2020, because they were all weird or bad, or it's nothing I'd want to see. So this, I almost brought me back to normalcy a bit, just... A, a good movie. <laughs> it's just a really normal movie. <laughs> yeah, it's just a really normal good movie. Just and I, I really I needed that. And I saw that there was a lot of mixed reviews about it. A lot of people thought it was bad, and the ratings weren't as high as I thought. And I'm I haven't read what the criticism was, but I am curious what people think about it. But I'm probably with Nicole at a three five. But since this normalcy is what i needed i'm gonna b- bump it up to a four because i just appreciated it that much nice <laughs> uh yeah i i'm with i'm with you just with like a th- like 60 percent of the enthusiasm or like it's a it's a very conventional fine 
cop thriller. It's it's a slightly better quality long episode of Criminal Minds or CSI or something like that. Which, if you're into that kind of stuff, this is a perfect movie for you. Because it's got three actors, which they plastered all over every trailer I saw. Academy Award winner, Denzel Washington. Academy Award winner. <laughs> and when I, start, when I start to see that, and it's coming out in January, I'm like, okay, they're emphasizing that all of these guys who have won big acting awards are in this. And they're not really telling me anything else other than it's a cop thriller. And I'm like, eh, it's going to be a movie where I go, it's fine. And then kind of move on. Which is pretty much where I'm at. Um, it's, there were points in it where like Nicole and I could call the next thing everyone was going to say because the writing is, there were some lines that were like, that's the line you write when you go, you're like, I need a placeholder for what we're going to say. And then I'll go back and fix it later. The, the one scene where he meets his contact in the, uh, um, she's a, she worked, what are the the coroners or the, the people who like do the. Yeah, coroner. Is that the right word? Okay, yeah. Her her friend who does that, and they they have a like a dinner, and she's like, you know what? I I believe I I think there's good people and there's bad people, and when I when I look in your eyes, I just see all I see is bad, and I'm just like, <laughs> uh, that's the that's literally like, that's the line you write when you're like, all right, this is what I wanted to say, but not actually that because that's terrible and and like it sounds like it was written in the '80s. But then he just didn't go back and fix it. Uh, the writer-director is John Lee Hancock, so looked up some of his work. It's a lot of stuff I've actually seen. He did The Blind Side, which people know, uh, the Sandrick Bullock movie with the, the oh, large, yeah, I saw uh, that. the football player. Uh, Saving Mr. Banks, the founder. He most recently did The Highwaymen for Netflix. So a lot of stuff that I'm like, yeah, it's a fine three-star movie. And that's kind of where I land on this whole plot. It's conventional. It's a little contrived. The acting is uh, mostly good. Uh, it's mixed for me actually, but I'm gonna give it a three for the plot because uh, it's it's just very competent and fine. So that's that's fine. Uh, the characters: there's Deke, there's Jim Baxter, there's Albert Sparma, and there's a lot of other little characters that are kind of floating around here. But Mama Kay's not on this episode, so she's not she's not gonna talk about some weird character <laughs> no one else thought about for even half a second. So we'll st- <laughs> unless you guys have someone else to point out, we can stick to these main three. Uh, but what do you think of these characters, Jess? Um, I thought, I I mean, I haven't seen too many Denzel Washington movies, but does he typically kind of play, like, this character? Or is he, yeah. like, more of a diverse yes. kind of actor? Because it just I, seems like, like he's, he's so good comfortable. He's good at this. Yeah. But, like... He's like a like a like a working man who's uh, smarter than the average working man, or he's a cop, or he's uh We were crooked. talking about it while we were watching... Yeah, and I don't I don't know if Jess saw this movie, but um, one of the movies I actually like him the most in is the remake of uh, Taking of Pelham One Two Three, and he just plays like the train operator in the train control room. He's the guy that's about to get fired, but he saves the day because he's the smartest because he's been there forever. And it's the same exact fucking thing that he is in the this same movie. Thing. So he's a cop <laughs> instead. Like it's the same thing. <laughs> I mostly, I think the mo- the movie I know or remember most is uh, Flight, and it's kind of similar where he's like a cop, yep. and he's, I mean, I mean, sorry, he's a pilot, and he's the best one, but he's just, <laughs> but he's got some problems. He has he's some so problems. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when I think of Denzel Washington as his character, I just think he is extremely comfortable. Like it, this is who he is. I get that he's very good at it because it's so natural and authentic. So I don't think there's anything, like, exceptional about it. It's just, you know, perfect. Like I said, like, dotted I's, crossed T's, like, everything was just 
done how it was supposed to be. Um, mm-hmm. Jim Baxter, I didn't, he's so hard to read. And I, I knew this, this dude looked familiar and I looked him up and he's the lead in Queen. And I was like, okay, that's why this face definitely. <laughs> yeah, um, Rhapsody, yeah. he's, he's hard to um, forget. Yeah, exactly. And he, he's so hard to read. I'm like, what kind of character is he going to be? Is he going to be the squirrely, annoying guy? Or is he just going to be an asshole? And at first I thought he was kind of challenging Joe and didn't really like him because people said people just gave Joe bad feedback. And I thought he was listening to that. But in the end, they ended up being like good partners with a trustworthy relationship. So, I mean, that's good. He didn't really have a huge role. It's not like he had a lot of responsibility. It was more, I guess, their partnership that kind of drove the movie. Jared Leto, the first thing that comes to my mind is his greasy hair. Like, that was just <laughs> disgusting. I hated it. I could, I didn't want to be in the same room as him. It, it was just so gross. And he's just, he plays a character well because he's very slimy. I mean, literally slimy as hair and just a slimy character. Um <laughs> And just like, just a guy you don't want to be around. He says the weirdest things. He he's such a freak, and he asked for his death. Like he he knew it was going to happen, and I I don't feel bad for him at all. He was just a weirdo. So <laughs> I I think I'm I'm going to give the characters a three five. I think it's just solid. There wasn't anything exceptional exceptional about anybody, but they all did their jobs pretty well. What do you think, um, suggest? What do you think, Nicole? <laughs> I also like the characters. Um, I kind of showed how I felt about Denzel Washington a little bit. I mean, he literally plays the same person in every movie he does to me. Um, so his, what exactly what you said is comfort in that type of film, uh, excuse me, in that type of role is apparent, but it's good. Like, this is the kind of role made for him. I like seeing Rami Malek in a in a type of role like this but I don't know if that's really his type of role <laughs> um it, I think I thought he was good and I thought that the character was interesting he is very um mysterious and you can't tell if he's a good guy or a bad guy until you know you're you start to learn about him a little bit more and he starts to um, warm up to Denzel's character and they would start working together. Um, so I like that he came around and, you know, was in quotes, good guy of all of it. So I thought that they did fine. Um, something's up with Jared Leto. Man. He plays that, <laughs> he, play, he plays the role so well that you just feel like he's just like that in real life now. <laughs> he's just a weird dude. And, the thing that I love about him has nothing to do with this movie, but when COVID first started and it was a couple months in, <laughs> my favorite thing is that Jared Leto said that he came out of like this Buddhist retreat that he was in and had no idea that there was a pandemic. And he was like, <laughs> oh my God, what happened to the world? And I'm like, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's fa- I know. It's my favorite thing about him. Full of shit. He has no way. He's like, oh, he's like, I didn't even realize I was just on my retreat in the woods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. But um that's the kind of guy that that guy would be from this movie. Like he would be I feel like he'd be such a dope. He seems to, he comes like seems to come off like 
smart, but I don't think he is. And I think that's the kind of role he does well, too. Um, just, like, in Panic Room and shit like that. So it's hard to give Jared Leto a bad grade because this is just the kind of guy he is that I think he fits into these roles just perfectly. I mean, if there was anybody else to bring up in this, I think it would be um, probably the coroner, his friend, um, because yeah. she plays a she plays a she plays an important part of his life um and she kind of spills the beans at the end of what happens and why this demotion came about and everything like that so i mean the the, the this core three plus one and then all the other people around they just make for good entertaining dialogue it was i i really enjoyed it so i'm gonna give it um a 3.5 again yeah i think i like denzel for i think he just makes really consistently good stuff he's never blown me well i think he's really good in training day that's my favorite movie i've ever seen him in where he plays a corrupt cop um but <laughs> there are, like he always puts in a good performance and he's my favorite performance of the three raymond malik i haven't decided on yet i'm still feeling him out as an actor i think he's a, was a great freddie mercury because he looks a lot like him and i I think that they might have permanently messed his mouth up from that because every time I look at him now, it looks like his mouth is trying to jump out of his mouth, and I'd like, <laughs> like it, it's it's there's something off, and I don't remember him looking like that before. He used to have like bit parts in comedies, like he was the the Pharaoh in Night at the Museum uh, franchise, and like he I remember him looking like a regular guy then, but uh, I don't know, still out of. I mean, he's thinking because he's getting older too, and his face is probably just growing into his face like when you get older your mouth starts to like <laughs> like come forward it, it's kind of like alien like a xenomorph it freaks me out i don't know i and also i don't know if this is like a great role for him is like this like straight laced kind like he's yeah there could have been someone man. better i agree he he was okay but like he yeah he didn't he didn't blow me away and i'm hoping he's not like a one-trick pony and like you know he got famous for mr robot and then he got really famous for bohemian rhapsody and then i don't know i don't know where his career is gonna go so we'll see uh jared leto is in a lot of stuff i like and i just can't help but not like him as a person and that really i try not to let it affect how i feel about the acting performances but like I just see him there, and I'm like, oh, he, he thinks he's so good all the time, and he's, like, pretty good if I looked at him objectively, but he's he's one of those few actors as, like, a person that bleeds through, and I'm like, oh, I just don't so like you're, you. you're telling so. me that you weren't a 30 Seconds to Mars fan? It's fine. It's a fine band. You know, he he's clearly very talented, and he very clearly knows it. So he doesn't not shy about it. But like he and he's been in stuff where like we liked him in uh, the Dallas Buyers Club. I liked him in you know some of his earlier stuff, but. Eh. I don't know. He he bugs me. He just got nominated too for well, as we're recording this the couple of days before they announced uh, Golden Globes. So he got nominated for best supporting actor. I don't really. I mean, I know it's not the strongest year, but come on. And uh, Screen Actors <laughs> Guild Award nominated him too. So I, I don't think that that I don't think that that nomination is warranted for him in this. It's clearly someone sees something in this role. I think he's just being Jared Leto. -y. Uh, pretty pretty well so uh i i like deke i'm lower on the other two so i guess i'm only at like a two five because the other characters you know there's just other co there's cop with mustache and cop who's boss and yells at deke and you know like i don't know anything about those people those, those yeah. are the most stereotypical people of mm -hmm. this whole thing and it's because i don't think that they were really needed 
Well, sorry, yeah, if we if we didn't have these three Academy Award winning recognizable <laughs> actors in these three re- roles, it would just be like a Criminal Minds, you know, Law and Order. Thing. Like, it wouldn't be. It really wouldn't be any more special than that. So that's that's, that's why it's it's up here. But uh, uh, visual and sound. Any anything we'd like to talk about there? Back to you, Nicole. I uh, I mean, nothing really is spectacular but nothing is bad so um you know that that's a good compromise for me um yeah (laughs) the whole movie's a compromise the whole movie's like it's not spectacular oh yeah that's really what it is i mean that's really what it is there's if i do have to be nitpicky about some things first the thing that bothers me is as we get a little bit more into the movie and we see the crime scene in this apartment building. I don't know if you guys noticed, but like when Denzel goes over to that warehouse and and he's like, oh, this person has a vantage point from this area. Like nothing else comes from of the warehouse for the rest of the movie. Like that was nothing. And I was like, yeah. well, what the hell was the whole point of figuring out that that was a vantage point like well why did we care about that <laughs> i forgot about that yeah why why does that matter so does it just prove that denzel is good at seeing things no it, that's sees? it has to be the little things i have oh to my God. <laughs> i mean so you just the title very good very clever <laughs> this movie needs a new title this um, is not like a little fairy tale <laughs> the other thing that bothers me is i was very confused at the scene when the landlord comes in and she says something like yeah my son likes to keep milk in here talking about this okay i didn't get that either (laughs) what what was the point of that i I, i'm not i didn't pick up on anything special there i'm just like why but why that that has to mean that she was in the room so that could open up a whole other level of investigation here i'm just saying but um that was very confusing and then there was something else that was not the best and uh i guess oh Um, I also didn't like how it kind of went absolutely nowhere when we have the young girl from the beginning at the police station and she looks up after tying her shoe and she sees who she thinks is the suspect and she doesn't go, that's him, that's the guy or anything when they're talking to her. She literally just looks through photos and it's like, oh, maybe it's him. You just saw him and it sparked it in you. And I'm like, this is dumb. Well, she said they they set that up for like, Oh, uh, can you bring him over? I saw him earlier, and they're like, "Oh no, she saw one of the suspects." Now it's not a clean, it's not a clean uh, confession Ugh. because she didn't see the other people in person. So it's like we're trying to lead the witness. So uh, that's what that's supposed uh, to be. Maybe I didn't get that, but that's that's okay. It's a la- it's lazy really writing, like but that's like the yeah. reasoning. Yeah. Okay. I mean that makes sense logistically, but whatever. Um, other than that. It was fine, as I said. Um, nothing is like, wow, that was amazing. Um, let's do that again in every movie. Um, <laughs> so, and then maybe there is more things that bother me than than not. But like, just the whenever they have the scenes where it's like, okay, the guy's gone. I'm gonna go and try to break into his house. You keep a watch and let me know when he's coming back. And Denzel's in the guy's house and he's rooting through the shit. And then the other guy gets out of the car. So now he can't beep the horn if the guy's around. So now what is he going to do if the guy shows up? And it was so, oh, perfect timing. He's walking back and sees him at the payphone. Like, ugh, all that stuff is just, I know they do it for like the suspense, but it's just corny. That's the dumbest thing is that, is that Jim Baxter goes with, 
Albert Sparma to, to just go with him to the place in his car when he, he knows that Deke's coming back and there's no way to contact him because this is before cell phones. They're constantly using pay phones. Like, right. you, you, I can't believe he would do that. It doesn't make any sense. Right. His I character agree. is like the straight-laced cop who's like getting his nose a little dirty with the other guy, but like he wouldn't just leave. But I think it's kind of yeah. showing he's unraveling or he's getting way too involved that he's not following the rules like he, he usually does. That could be it, definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you I see that probably... what happens at the end with him. So, um, but I mean, all I have to give it, I have to just give it a three. What do you uh, think, Jess? I think I'm on the exact same. Like me and Nicole have had the same rating, so I think we're we're pretty similar <laughs> with our thoughts on this. Um, I did have some qualms, and I didn't I didn't think of some of the things that she'd said, but now that she said it, it makes more sense. Um, one thing that was so obvious to me is when the very end when jim baxter got the red barrette in the mail you just know that joe bought a oh, red barrette yeah that's what i said that, a red hair like, clip. Oh, that one was the one that was kind of like painfully obvious the rest <laughs> i can take but that one was just a little painful for the the music i actually did like the hits that they played like they they actually did have like a solid number of uh i guess it was when they were driving, they had music playing, but I just oh, yeah, recognized right. there was like a lot of music. And I don't know why, but watching this, I, I think maybe Nicole, you hinted on this. I thought this was in the 80s. I didn't think it was 1990. Not like I was ever in the 80s or 90s, so I can't like visualize <laughs> what it was like. But for some reason, I, I thought this was older than what it was. They didn't and look I like guess 90s it was just, cars to me. Yeah, maybe that's what Well, if it's what 1990, it most of the cars on the road are going to be from the 80s cuz most people don't get, you know, the 1990 car or whatever. So, it's it's it's, you know, it's right on the edge. Something about this made it seem like it it was looked a little older than what it should have been. I thought been. it was also. Mhm. Um, and one thing I didn't really get was at the end where Joe was following um Albert and Jim just driving along. It seemed like he was right behind them, but then when he got off the <laughs> but highway, then he was not, yeah. <laughs> and then he just kind of like was driving around the dirt patch, and I don't know if he was lost or he couldn't figure out where they were, or if he was kind of buying time or what he was doing. He had but... enough time to dig three holes before the other guy even got to the um, gate. Yeah, it seemed like he was lost, and I thought they were right behind him until a few scenes later we realized he just got to the part where they he saw the unlocked gate and he kind of put together that's where they were so i think that part the timing of that um confused me a bit so i'm gonna give this a three as well but i, I feel like we're we're shooting on it a little bit more than what it's worth because i did enjoy watching it it seems like we're only criticizing it it's there's nothing just to highlight to say it was good but there's there's more to talk about how it was bad if that makes sense. That's that's, that's how I feel. That's good. Yeah, I, I feel that way, and I think that's kind of valid though, and that's why I don't tend to like movies that are just like fine and good because like it it feels lazy and not like thought out, and like I, I I didn't feel bored watching it, but that you know I don't I don't look for entertainment to just kind of passively be a I don't want to be a passenger on the movie and just be like eh watching it it's fine you know like i'm not i'm not bored of it and the actors are doing goodish and yeah there's a bunch of problems in my head but all right whatever like eh, it's not really like what, what i look for in this kind of stuff and uh i, I will get, say the music i i think placed it well i think the music was good 
Um, but yeah, there's a ton of the writing problems here. And I, I looked at uh, like, when was this, like, this was originally written in 1993 uh, is when John Lee Hancock wrote this. And it was originally supposed to be directed by Steven Spielberg way back 20, 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Um, but he passed because he said it was too dark. Uh, but originally, the three people were supposed to be Clint Eastwood, Warren Beatty, and Danny DeVito. So that would have been a very different tone, I think. Uh, yeah. I think you could probably figure out who was supposed to be who. Um, but yeah, no, then just you know, 30 years later, he just dusted it off, didn't ch- update or change anything, and just made it now with these other people. And it's just... Uh, there's just nothing remarkable for me to point out. So it's not incompetent. It's a three for visual and sound, but it's a three and move on, which is not what I look for typically, but you know, whatever. Uh, and yes, he, Joe, or uh, yeah, Joe should have found them at the end way quicker. He kept driving around forever. He, 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 he like drove he by was right the, on his tail. <laughs> he drove that. by the gate like multiple times. And like, it, it took him forever. It like, uh, Jim digs like six holes before he gets there. Like it's crazy. <laughs> so that that is the end. Is as uh, Albert brings Jim to this middle of nowhere, and he's like, "I buried her here." And then he makes him dig. Okay, fine. I know they have a little exchange, but like, eh, it's just this whole thing. I'm like, oh, really? Jim's just gonna start digging the holes himself? Like, eh, okay, fine. He's unraveling. Fine. Uh, but then you know he's digging a hole. Oh, it's not there. It's over here. Oh, it's not here. It's over here. So he keeps digging, and he gets more and more frustrated, and he flips around and smacks Albert in the head with the shovel, and it kills him. Oh, yeah. I was like, okay, all right. Now what are we gonna do? And uh, Joe gets there, and he is pretty calm, cool, collected about it, because we see in the flashback that uh, his thing that holds over his head, and the reason he sees, we didn't even talk about how he sees the dead girls from his prior case all over the place as, like, these angel ghosts. Oh, yeah, he's got he problems. Them. Yeah, so we find out that he is accidentally killed the uh, one of the original victims from the crime from his past, and that's why he's so intent on trying to fix everything, because he has regrets about that, and he, oh, that's why the little things are important, so that he doesn't get caught. That's why his career didn't take off, because he wanted to step away, he had a divorce, all kinds of crazy stuff happened to poor Deke. But uh, he helps Jim dispose of the body, uh, they cl- he cleans out the apartment, Jim buries him, and then, uh, yeah, he sends him the red hair clip, which is like the missing piece of the puzzle to try to prove that Jared Leto was guilty, just to uh, put him at ease, to try to make him not so, you know, miserable and crazy like Deke's been all these years. And then we see it, Deke is burning all the things, and we see he has bought the hair clip himself because he has the other pack. So he did it just to help Jim uh, relax and feel like he was in the right, but... At the end, I mean, we can all assume Jared Leto did it, but we really don't know. And uh, we're not we're not told who really did it or who did or who did uh, the murders in Deke's case either. So that uh, that's how we end this movie. Uh, well, Resonance and feel? um, he he did it. He shot that woman, and that's why the uh, coroner backed him up on it and said, "Oh no, it wasn't a gunshot." Oh yeah, she, she lied he, for yeah. him. Yes, that's why that's their relationship, and that's why she has the little necklace thing that we can't tell what it is at first, and we realize it's the bullet that uh, they pulled out of the. That's fucking sick. That is so sick to have. Keeps it as a reminder. Where's it around her neck? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, resonance and feel, Jess. Um. Wait. A few questions. One: Did you guys know the significance of the guy that they brought in? And then Joe reminded him or brought up Mary Roberts or Robertson or something. And then the next day he killed himself. Like, what was that? And 
What was his oh, relationship? Oh, I forgot about that. It? Oh, I remember don't know. that guy. Yeah, what was that about? Yeah, they, yeah, that they brought about. him in. They brought up some name like Mary Robertson or something, and then the next day he killed himself. But I don't know. Is that supposed to be like a red herring or something? Because we don't That's ever find. That's interesting. Yeah, I think it has to do with a case that Deke had, who, uh, that Denzel Washington's character had, where he must have missed. He was probably a suspect, and he got. Um, what the fuck is the word I'm trying to say? He got misprofiled for doing the job, and it probably scarred him, and he probably went to jail or something, and it wasn't really him. And once he realized that Deke was watching him through that two-way glass, I think he probably snapped and was like, that guy's trying to frame me again or something. Interesting. That's what I... I don't know. That makes sense. I don't know. I... Poking a lot of holes in this plot in this script, and I don't like that. This is this is a very very sloppy written piece of piece of garbage. <laughs> also, when Jim Baxter killed Jared Leto with the shovel, were you guys convinced that he died? Like I, it was I guess a strong blow, but I thought no. he, it was just he knocked him out. Like die. I, there was no blood. It wasn't. It was not like he it was very forceful. Like I get it was a blow to the head, but. To die? I don't know. No, I did not think he died. Uh, I've I've known people in my own personal life who have died from a, a lighter head trauma than that, so I don't want to. It's plausible, but no, I didn't think he died originally. But I mean, a blow to the head can can. Uh, Nicole, you just told me today that uh, someone in your in your, in your uh, yeah. parents' neighborhood fell, and he might have, and he might he just hit his head, falling out of the car, and he might he was hospitalized. Yeah, but it didn't. The uh, what Jess is saying is that just the way that they showed, like the angle they showed it, and like the way that it, he hit, didn't look like it hit him like with enough force. It looked goofy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it looked goofy, I, I, but, like, agree. I I thought it was a, just like cinematic to, you know, be like, oh, is he get dead or like, oh, is he gonna come back and like get, like grab him while he's digging the hole or like, but no, he's just dead. <laughs> okay, so I. I'm going to give this probably a three with the same reasoning we've had for every other category. It was good. I mean, it entertains me, but again, nothing super significant that's going to stay with me. Um, yeah. I don't know much do to say got? other than that. <laughs> what do you got, Nicole? Um, I, I liked watching these actors do this film together. Um, Jared Leto can be really like, oh God, what's he going to do? And he kind of just played himself. <laughs> so it was fine. Um, the story, now that we've discussed it, and I'm I'm glad that we all found different things that made zero fucking sense so that we could kind of put it together and be like, wow, this movie really kind of sucked a little bit. Like, there was really nothing that was keeping it together. But I still enjoyed watching it, and I thought that it was entertaining also. I thought that it was a good watch, and it was something that... I would watch something similar of again if they were to make something like this again. So, what's this category? Resonance and feel. I mean, I'll, I'm gonna give it. I'm just gonna give it a three. <laughs> 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 uh, it's watchable, is what I'll say. Like it's, yeah. it's, it goes down smooth. Like you don't have to think very hard while you're watching it, and you shouldn't because the harder you think, the more it sucks because you realize nothing makes sense. But you're you ignore it all because like, oh, Denzel's what's he gonna do next? And oh, Jared Leto's gross and creepy. I hope they catch him, and I hope you know whatever. Like it has like those elements because it's made by a director who's 
been working for 30 years and he knows how to do that but it's also it's it's completely disposable and forgettable it's not i think i started thinking like what if all these actors were like kind of bad like what if it was like uh, the movie nicole and i like so much intruder what if it was the same terrible plotting but instead of having like these serious actors trying to do it you have washed up actors and like b-list d-list people and like make it cornier and then then maybe i could like laugh at it because i wasn't laughing at it i was just like it's just kind of there it was just kind of on and i was like yeah i can i watch it's like a csi law and order criminal minds episode it's just kind of there uh, so I'm lower because that's not, I don't like that in a movie. That's not what I look for in my movies. So I'm, I'm going to give it like a two. It's, it's exceptionally unsticky. Uh, and we're at the end here. Are you going to recommend it, Nicole? I think I'm going to say yes. And the reason I say yes is because I think that this movie appeals to the masses. Um, people love crime movies and they this has some enjoyed actors in it so i think that people will like this so i am gonna say yeah because i i didn't mind it just yeah i'm gonna recommend it as well and especially for being a movie that was a little over two hours and i watched the whole thing and i didn't have to take a break um that shows that it was at least (laughs) that's crazy yeah I think it was you at just least... like slop. I think that's what it is. <laughs> kind of, you know. This is not slop. I think it, it is. It's not this bad. Just like... It's just like normal good. That's slop. <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> I I thought it was fine. Um, again, we, we pointed out a lot of the, the nuances and the annoying parts and the cliche parts. But, I mean, overall, again, it's just like your normal good movie. Um, I found it refreshing to just see some watch something that just seemed like things were normal again. Um, so yes, <laughs> I'm gonna recommend it. Yeah, uh, I think most people watching it will watch it like to some degree, like we didn't like just kind of like yeah, it's fine, and then go about their life and not remember it in a week. And if you like that kind of stuff, that's fine. But I'm not gonna recommend it because it's not it's not worth watching it's it's not like if if you just want it to be on i mean that's fine i guess but i don't i didn't gain anything from this i don't think anyone puts on a good career defining performance there's not a, any like scene that's gonna be like i like that scene i, I really like that line i really liked any of that it just is a it's a pretty forgettable blah it's a it's probably very flawed actually but uh so you got two recommends and one not recommend for the little things on hbo max and some theaters so there you go little things uh coming up we got some more new stuff still churning out there's also some stuff that's oscar eligible that'll we'll be trying to get to depending on where we can stream it and if it's in theaters and if we can go to them uh, so if you have anything to recommend to us, cause we are going to take, uh, some listener suggestions coming up. We already have one on the schedule for, for this month for February. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but you can go to films with the women in my life on Facebook, reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore pod host tournaments wrapping up. It's coming down to the wire and, uh, two, two people are still in it. So it's getting, it's coming down to it. Uh, that's on my Instagram, Brennan underscore pod host. You can also email the show films with women at gmail.com. And we're also on Twitter at films, women pod. That'll do it. Thank you guys for being on little things. Yep. Thank you. Till next time. This is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies.
Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.